When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, you know what would be a great companion piece for this podcast? A little bit of Solace Meds from our friends at Solace Meds. That's right. You need a little bit of herb, maybe a little bit of drink, whether it's flowers, edibles, drinkables, concentrates, tinctures, whatever you need, they've got you covered at Solace Meds. They've got a bunch of convenient locations, including one just down the street from the DNVR bar. They've got constant specials going on for you. You can check them out at solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Use promo code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off your purchase plus a free King Comb bar. Absolutely fantastic stuff from them down at Solace Meds. They've got really knowledgeable bud tenders. They can help you find exactly what you need, whether you're looking for some of the psychoactive stuff, having a good time. Maybe you just need some CBN or some CBD little extra sleep or a little extra help with your appetite, whatever it may be, they've probably got something for you. So do not delay. Go to solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com, and do not forget to use promo code DNBR20. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Priestman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And with me on this episode is the voice of the Colorado Rockies on ATT Sportsnet and the host of the Drew Goodman podcast. It's Drew Goodman. What's happening, Drew? How are you, man? Feeling good. Feel it's a you know what, Goody? It's a good week to be a member of the Colorado Rockies community in any way, shape, or form. You know, they they took their first sweep at home all year against the Giants there, and I gotta say, didn't didn't feel it. Barely felt a thing. Because <laughs> uh, I'd love to be clever and start somewhere else, but we're having you on just a couple of days after Larry Walker finally officially inducted into the major league baseball hall of fame. Yeah, it was, um, it was overdue, right? Uh, I don't think, I don't think there was any question, uh, about his credentials and I'm just glad he got in rather than debate how it happened. I, I loved what Teddy Simmons said, speaking of, um, you know, a wait, you know, he had to wait a long yeah. period of time and, and that was part of his journey and, and he embraced it and he says, but I'm here. And, and I think that Larry feels that, and I think that, um, you know, it, it was monumental uh, beyond just for Larry Walker and his family and the people that are close to, to walk. It was monumental for for people who follow the Rockies and follow Major League Baseball in this region because we've been a novelty act and we've been spoken about as such, even when individuals have great credentials um, and put up lofty numbers, it always seemingly came with an asterisk from, from everybody right. among the baseball uh, community. And so to see Larry Walker rightfully acknowledged for his greatness, um, it opens the door naturally uh, for Todd Helton, but for others down the road. And I think it sets an example for people to take a, uh, a deeper dive and, and not just uh, – you know, the, the quick wave of the hand and be dismissive at whatever is uh, accomplished offensively uh, for guys that be, uh, play in Denver. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's always been one of the biggest elements of this, you know, Goody. Obviously, we're we're storytellers of the game, right? And so, and, and we're doing it from out here. And so a big part of our job is to explain what's going on. And it was both a little bit frustrating, but also so relieving hearing so many people yesterday some just fans on Twitter, some even national writers or whomever say, oh, now that I'm really looking into it, 
boy, this guy was good, wasn't he? Wasn't he good? And and we we've all got to kind of just take it go. Yeah, we we knew that, but we're we're glad you're all. We want, we're going to welcome you into. We don't want to be <laughs> upset about it. Just welcome in to to knowing about it. And like you said, I hope that extends to further whether it's examinations of of Todd Helton for the Hall of Fame or hopefully extending to looking at the guys who are on the team now and understanding, you know, better the flip side of it and how impressive it is that guys like Herman Marquez and Antonio Sensatella, who were still 26 years old, already have four or five years of above average pitching. And in Marquez's case, sometimes great pitching under his belt out here that we're getting a much fuller context for this conversation is only going to benefit everyone from Larry Walker to Colton Welker, who made his major league debut on the same day. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for hopefully the beginning of a, and I think you put it that way on Twitter, right? That this is kind of the beginning of a, a new age almost for Rockies. Well, I, I just think hopefully that we can begin truly to dismiss um, as I put it, the uneducated narrative that had been um, pervasive in the baseball writers community. They're the, you know, the baseball writers association are the ones who write or excuse me, vote on, on the hall of fame. It went beyond that. Certainly it's people who cover the game, people who, who are fans of the game. Oh, big deal. So a guy, you know, hit 40 homers in Colorado, he hit 350 at Coors field and he hit 250 on the road. He's not that good. And uh, it was lazy. Um, it, it, it lacked education. And here's the thing. I mean, you know, we're in an analytics age and there are a lot of people that follow all of you on DNVR and are members of Sabre and um, love the game. And, and they're very outspoken on social media. And yet they fail to understand, I think, sometimes that inside the game of baseball, um, some of those pitchers you mentioned are held in really high regard in other uh, front offices because they understand how difficult it is to pitch at altitude and they don't look at a guy with a fourth you know four and a half era and just think well he's not very good or he's just average or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. Um, and um, it's the same thing with um, the position players and they don't look at a guy that hits you know 350 at coors field and 250 as i said um, on the road and say, oh, you know what, not not real good player. Um, they understand. And I think that the, since they understand, and if you believe in analytics and, and also the other elements of what make, uh, you know, should formulate, a, uh, I, I think, an intelligent opinion, which go beyond analytics, uh, then you'll come to find that there's a lot of great players that have played for Colorado and, and will do so in the future. Yeah. I had a, I'd always been interested in this topic, but there was a conversation I had actually with Chad Bettis, who, and I, I think this was like right when he was on his way out the door too. He had, he had just, he'd gotten hurt again. I think he, had, he was coming in to announce his season was over. He'd been talking with us. It was a long conversation. With us. I hung out with him for an extra 20 minutes talking about this topic because we had gotten into it before. And he basically sent me down this path, and it's why these days I'm so obsessed with things like ERA plus and OPS plus, and particularly the history of the Rockies. And it was this one thing he said to me. I put this in the piece I wrote at the time. He said, we have to be the best in baseball at adjustments. Baseball is a game of adjustments. For everybody, it's a game of adjustments. But the Colorado Rockies have to be the best in baseball at. And we know they haven't always been when, they, you know, and you see those, but whether you're talking about pitchers, hitters, doesn't matter. The difference in the environment, the things that change, they've got to be the best at making adjustments. And we don't oftentimes think about baseball in those terms. Like you said, we'll, we'll look at just the one stat or the other and say, okay, you know, you can look at Elias Diaz's season numbers this year and go, Hey, he had, a, he had an okay season. Or you can say, Whoa, that guy made an adjustment. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and and it's why it, it's why you have to look, you know, beyond just the surface um, numbers. And and here's something else. I'm going to talk about this maybe a little bit tonight in the broadcast. I've mentioned this before. 
Um, I, I think we all fall in a trap of when a guy reaches a certain level and you say, okay, man, that's, that's his level. Why, why is it that guys can't get better and aspire to get better? Because if you were talented enough and worked your ass off enough to get to the big league level, um, you're driven and, and you don't, that drive for 99% does not stop because you've established yourself. Right. Uh, so a, a guy who's 30, like you mentioned in Diaz, who's, you know, trials and tribulations up and down. I mean, he was really the third string catcher last year. You remember that drew. Yeah. And now he's been allowed to get better. Um, he has gotten a lot better. The numbers support that with your eyes. You can, you can tell um, just his strike zone discipline, et cetera. Um, the, the number of balls that he seems to barrel Um has gotten better. And I think that's a great thing. You know, there's no, there's probably no better example of this drew than what, you know, many of us, uh, you know, caught a glimpse of last night, 44 year old Tom Brady playing like 24 year old Tom Brady. And if you ask Tom, I don't, you know, I'm throwing a mic in front of his mouth. I don't know Tom Brady at all, but you, yeah, everybody kind of knows Tom Brady and sure. you know, how he's changed his body and how he works out, et cetera. Tom Brady's won seven um, world championships he he didn't prepare for this season then you know what i want to maintain you know i had managed to be pretty good at 43 which is extraordinary and and we won it all he was trying to get better i yeah. he's trying to get better not stay the same and, right. and so to take that with some of these other guys like uh like Diaz, who's to say drew that a year from now we're not talking about diaz is you know what he's one of the better two-way catchers in the National League. Why not? He's been that the last three months, right? Sure, yeah. About 60 games, 65, 66 games. Diaz putting up an OPS of like 868, something like that. And then, yeah, still really smooth behind the dish, great arm, all the stuff. Yeah, I'm very excited about the future of him. And then, you know, not to bury anyone who we've loved in the past, uh, Colorado Rockies catchers who have almost always been fan favorite favorites and guys that that we've loved. But you look up and you see a guy with 15, 16 home runs, and you're like, "Whoa, that is that is a change of pace for this." Um, I, I got my scorebook here because I was doing some work uh, while when I was getting ready to uh, sit down with you, and I'm and I'm gonna grab something real quick if you don't mind. Uh, let's let's see it. Yeah, let's. So, the Rockies. This was as of three days ago, but it's it's going to be very close. They were ninth in slugging and tied for eighth in Major League Baseball in home runs. So, mm -hmm. uh, an upper third. Uh, that's as a unit. Obviously, Dom Nunez's contributions as well. Last year, they were 29th in slugging and they hit two home runs. Um, the year before, full season. 28th in home runs with nine, nine for that's not one guy. That's, and again, I'm not, I'm not without mentioning his name. And now I will trying to beat up Tony Walters. That was Tony was great defensively and, and, you know, tried to get the ball and play offensively. Wasn't going to hit a lot of home runs. And, and uh, they were 24th in slugging playing half their games at Coors Field. So now with Diaz and how he's come on and Dom Nunez hasn't hit for average, but he's hit some home runs. Now, there's a threat toward the bottom of the lineup that if you make a mistake, you know, you may get a two run Homer and that's something they have not had, uh, you know, really since Ionetta, um, you know, some years ago when, when Chris was still playing and, and, and more in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. OG Ionetta, even veteran Ionetta who still had some of that pop. You were, yeah. you were kind of waiting around. You're like, Hey, might get a hold of one really here, but right now you're, you're looking for it with Jesus. Drew, real quick, you mentioned the 60 set. You know, it's it's even probably longer than that uh, with Diaz. You'd probably go 80, 90 games, whatever. Um, JT Romuto, who is always looked upon as the class of two-way catchers in baseball, and it's why the Phillies paid him so handsomely, uh, his his numbers, I think, are better than Romuto's over the last, you know, right. half a season. Well, speaking of Real Muto, let's uh, – well, first let's plug some stuff, and then we'll get into the game last night. But how about that? I'm still drinking my Strava Craft coffee if you're out there with your Breck brews. Hopefully you're not watching the live and you're listening to this at a later date or you're <laughs> the coast in a different country. I'm not judging your behavior. I'm just saying it's 
it's morning time. So, but if you're out there, you do know you can get a bigger one down at the DNVR bar, which is opening earlier on weekends, by the way, opening at 10. You know, we got to get that college football crowd in there and all that. Also, your day baseball game crowds in there for those weekend games. So we're getting all of that. Make sure you're checking uh, down at the DNVR bar that you're a member of the DNVR.com. Subscribe there. You'll get access to all the written content, the discounts on the hats and shirt, the free shirt if you order the annual subscription, access to our Discord channel, all kinds of other cool stuff that you get for that, including getting hooked up with plenty of our fantastic sponsors like our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings makes watching sports that much more fun. Sometimes it even makes it that much more lucrative if you happen to win a little extra cash Sometimes you just get to show off your knowledge base. One of the great things about DraftKings is you can always just share a screenshot of all of the bets that you've won. And you don't have to share with anybody any of the bets that you've lost. So you can just go on social media, look like a genius about all the things that you predicted. It's fantastic. Uh, Go out there, let people know who's going to hit a home run, what the overs and unders on strikeouts or runs scored is going to be. And of course, you know, it's football season now. It is time to get in on all the football action whether you're betting college or the NFL, they make it a whole lot of fun. And like I said, might even put a little extra cash in your wallet. So download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet $1 on any football game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. Promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Free bet promotion for new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Max wager limits apply. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Goody, as we, you mentioned JT Real Muto there, and, and I gotta, I, I must be 100% honest with you, sir. After everything that has taken place this year and in that ball game last night, I'm starting at the end. We'll, we'll, we'll rewind him. We'll get to McMahon and Hilliard, I promise everyone. But the Phillies done came almost all the way back. And Carlos Estevez, after a really rough blown save, closed things out in Colorado and, and kind of secure that sweep for the Giants, right? Boy, was he on the hook again. I mean, there's the game-tying run right there at third when your team has made this epic comeback. And a real dude at the plate, a real guy. And, and he came through and got the job done, didn't blow the save, got to pump his fist in in victory at the end. And I got to say, as someone who's known Carlos for a very long time, since he, you know, he was my translator for Rymal Tapia in 2013 when they were both in rookie ball. I, I just, I could not have been, this weird word used, but I could not have been more proud of the way that he responded to that moment. No, and, and I get that because you develop a relationship with, with some of these guys and, and a lot of times relievers, uh, I think they're the least known typically for fans, even uh, ardent fans, uh, when, when they go down the roster, you know, think back when Cargo was here, you always felt like as a fan, um, you, you kind of knew Cargo. That's one you of the reasons yeah. so adored, right? Because he's such a great guy and, 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 you, and you understood that, um, you know, seeing him and hearing him very frequently, even starters, you know, you're going to hear from them every fifth day. Typically, I think people have a great feel for, you know, who Kyle Freeland is. Um, but relievers there, you know, they're out there by themselves in that pen. Then they come in, you know, a few times a week. And, and a lot of times you're mad at them because they give up runs, that sort of thing. But Carlos Estevez, and I know he, I mean, he actually has been pitching pretty well, had the, you know, the rough outing the other day. Uh, last night got a little dicey. Fortunately, he was able to, as you, you know, illustrated, he was able to strike out Real Muto and and, and help the Rockies win that ball game. But on a personal level, I, I'm going to second what you said because I, I've always enjoyed my conversations with Carlos. I had a long one with him uh, on on this last homestand. Talked to him for about 25 minutes uh, in the dugout. I love the guy. He's a great guy, super bright guy. Here's something I, I don't even know if if you know. His wife is a, is a doctor, MD, and um, he went to school in West Virginia in high school for a year, and then unfortunately that prep school closed down. Um, so he uh, he ended up finishing up high school in in the Dominican. But super nice guy, 
super bright guy. Um, worked his tail off in the offseason on the changeup, which you see a lot more now. Mm-hmm. And he did it with Fernando Rodney and Pedro Martinez, two guys who had great changeups. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, Drew. I'm, I'm really happy for his, uh, his success. Now, and it did get dicey last night, but fortunately he, he was able to. That's why those, getting those last three outs are the toughest things in, in the game of baseball. Well, we, we saw it on the other side, right? You know, yeah. Bills are right there. They're they're fighting for a postseason spot. They're not mailing anything in. They're not not trying to do anything. Let's back up one at bat. Actually, we can back up several innings, but one at bat before McMahon, though. Colton Welker. Because not only does the McMahon home run not get to happen without the at bat that Welker has there, but his first career hit an RBI earlier in the game, tied him up, right? Got him on the board. And so what a ball game for Welker, but it should not be lost because we're of course going to play the, you know, the highlights of, of McMahon and Hilliard, but what a job, what a first full day at the office for the rookie. Yeah. And and Drew, um, as you point out, you know, you look in the box score and, and he was, uh, you know, he was two for four, um, run scored, and, and an RBI. And you say, well, that's a really nice ball game. Heck, it's a terrific game, yeah. But if you dig even deeper, leadoff triple by Story, going my scoreboard from yesterday, leadoff triple by Story, C.J. Crone pops out, one out, and they're down one nothing at this point. Uh, Elias Diaz, unfortunately, strikes out. Now there's two outs, and you're like, oh, my goodness. You have a leadoff triple. Runner at third, nobody out. Got scores about eighty-seven percent of the time in the big leagues, and you're in jeopardy of doing the whole thing we've seen so many times from the Rockies on the road. They can't score. They can't score, and this kid comes through with a solid single to center, first major league hit, picks up the RBI with two outs. That was huge. Would have picks been up huge. a couple of veterans, right? It would it would have been huge wherever it took place because he's it's his first, right? Um, and then I really thought, and this was an interesting move by by Buddy Black, and and it's one of the things that I, one of the reasons I think you know players love Buddy. One of the many reasons they do is you know Buddy could have pinch hit for the kid there. He's not going to feel bad. He's I mean he's been a he's been a big leaguer for for five minutes, right? Yeah. And put McMahon up there against the veteran Kennedy, and then and then if. He ties up the game somehow, or they were down. Or yeah, there's a one right. Yeah, they down one. Yeah, he ties up the game. You're gonna put McMahon at third for Welker. It's even up. It makes sense. It's smooth, and and he elects to, and it worked out as we know. He elects to give. Hey, you know what? No man, this is your night. We're gonna give you confidence. Ninth inning, closer. Let's see what you can do. Gets a hit, and then obviously McMahon hits a homer. And, and so on. And it may not have worked. Listen, we know this much, probably 75% of the time, it wouldn't have worked, right? Found out the shortstop there and go, oh, well, it would have been a nice story, but, but you know. So those are two huge two-out hits for Colton Welker in his first major league start. It's huge. Yeah. Absolutely incredible stuff. And and backing up, like, I, I loved it too, because like you said, in, in that moment, Sensatella has been pitching incredibly well. Right. So you've got that going on where he's basically only he's only been touched at that point by Bryce Harper. I think he'd only given up one hit. Right. Did you hear what I said? uh, You're watching because you're at home as well. Um, You realize that the ball that Bryce hit out and and I have the utmost respect for Bryce Harper, big Bryce Harper fan. He's a great player, great talent, clearly. Um, That ball he hit out, though, to left was out of three ballparks. Did you see that? It was out. Of, it was out of the one he hit it in, obviously, Citizens Bank. It was out of Fenway with the monster, and it was out. It was in the Crawford boxes in Houston. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. Everywhere yeah. else, it was a flyout. And and if they've been playing anywhere, I mean, Sensatello was cruising. So, like you said, it just it was in that moment. Then you see the two more veteran guys in Cronin and Diaz, who've been so great lately, but not come through. That just makes you scratch your head. So for the rookie to do it. Absolutely amazing stuff. And then McMahon, who we know is, you know, had a, had a little bit of a power, uh, you know, a lack of power as of late, though everything else in his game has been going. And that at bat, man, he it, down 0-2 right away. Uh, you know, down 0-2 the whole at bat, <laughs> basically, before he, he finally goes yard there. And 
you know, I, I know that one had to feel good for him. Uh, but, but still like what a clutch it's uh, Patrick Lyons is here in the comments a little bit uh, tweeted out last night uh, or maybe it's this morning uh, about guys hitting those down to their final strike home runs to put the team ahead. And it's, it's not a lot of guys. It's not a long list of people who've done that. It's a rarity in baseball. You always know it's a possibility, but literally down to their final strike that, that was cool. That's it's just cool when that happens. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a great moment, and you know, I'm happy for for Rymac, and you know, he's hit four homers in his last, I think, uh, eleven games now. So that he he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna finish strong with the power yeah. stroke that somehow just kind of went away. And I don't know if it was the forearm issues. Remember, he was out, Drew, yeah. from the with the forearms. Uh, wh- whatever the reason, um, he's. He's got 22 homers now. His career high is 24. Set a couple of years ago. Yeah, you know, love to. See, and he's capable, as we know, of, of having one of those you know 10 day periods where he hits a half a dozen homers. Right. So who who knows what what will end up with? But that was huge. And he's hit some big home runs in his young career. Uh, just asked the Dodgers uh, late. I, I texted with him after the game, and um, he you know he got a got a breaking ball that hung, and he didn't miss it. Man, he he crushed yeah. it. And how about how about the follow up? I know you want to get to that. Woo! I mean, woo! I'm still like, I still got hairs on him because first of all, like, the, uh, where where do we even start? Because you can, it, not that any hitter is going to mail in in a bat. You don't do that at this level, especially not a guy like Sam Hilliard who's still trying to prove himself. You know, but the big moment has just happened. Your team has taken the lead. Uh, to expect that you're going to go up there and add another. Not necessarily the expectation. You know, the closer still got to get his is out there. And then now we know in hindsight with what happened in the bottom half that if Hilliard doesn't hit this homer, Rockies don't win the baseball game. Yeah, well, we're still um, – we're, we still be playing. We're not doing this show right now because we're probably still, you know, we're <laughs> still out there playing. Not quite, but you know what I mean. And then the ferocity of it. I mean, the, you remember that old commercial with uh, Vince Carter, the NBA used to say, you know, and it was all these, it was a highlight reel of all of his just most ferocious dunks. And say, my old coach used to say that two points is two points. But my old coach couldn't dunk, right? <laughs> just even like throwing it down. And I know it only counts as one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was, uh, that was a special one. I'm calling like everybody else did. I know you did also. Uh, Last night, I'm calling BS on the 434 feet estimate, but yeah. uh, that I mean, he he has rare, rare power, and he's got to hit get the ball and play more. All the things we know, all the things we've talked about, all the things all of your good folks uh, in this audience know. Uh, but when he runs into it, man, it's fun. Did you see the reaction? We had some great shots of the dugout. I think it was Connor, Joe, and Ryan McMahon. Now they're, uh, you know, they're they're kind of leaning on the on the railing, looking at it, and you know they're talking and they're watching the at bat. And all of a sudden, they both just went, their jaws dropped, kind of like yeah. we all did, you know, at home and on the broadcast. You're like, that was ridiculous become an actual cartoon character like people's jaws don't actually drop and their eyes don't actually bulge out of their head and then something like that happens you yeah <laughs> it really really did what was amazing to me too and i went back and watched it a couple oh, obviously <laughs> watched it a couple of times was even just how free the swing was it was like he was cutting through butter it was like he just dropped his hands and just kind of put the bat on his shoulder and started running around the bases <laughs> i was like dude that, yeah, I, I think that was one of the most impressive home runs I've seen all season. That and the C.J. Crone in L.A. shot, I think. Yeah, that, that one, that one over the bullpen at Dodgers yeah. Stadium was huge. Um, I have to tell you that if you look at Sam Hilliard and, and you know, his talent is so uh, tantalizing, he's hit home runs now off of some big name guys. I mean, yeah. he's got Syndergaard and Ryu and Hader. Remember that one? Left yeah. on left. And, and you know, Ian Kennedy's given up some home runs. But, you know, break out Ian Kennedy's resume today if you get a minute. Um, not you. I know you know it. I mean, he's, he's hit 
that 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 gives you hope because it's not just yeah he's hit a few home runs against you know guys in September who were called up. It's not that's not the case. He's he's hit some top shelf guys. He's just got to be we know more consistent. But what what an amazing talent and uh, what prodigious power he has. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really really fun you know that's why you watch the game down to their final outs and and we've mentioned it a couple of times but we really shouldn't look over you know because all the drama came at the end antonio sensatella has just been tremendous lately not just last night but late i mean for about a month now well it's six straight starts he has a 254 era um i had a scout text me uh late last night and again this morning saying that's the best he's seen sensatella and um I, I said, you know, he's been that way now for a while. And, you know, talking privately to Buddy, he's really made a, uh, a step forward. Remember we were talking earlier about getting better. And, and, and Sense is a solid guy. He's always been a solid guy, but, you know, more toward the back end. Why, why can't he get better? And, and you say, well, why is he better? Um, his fastball command is more consistent. And the biggest thing for me, and I think we diagrammed this during the broadcast last night with, yeah. with Corey and Spilly and I, and Huey and I have talked about this um, of late quite a bit, the slider. The slider is so much more consistent. It has horizontal and vertical movement to it. It's become it's become a plus pitch as opposed to a borderline average pitch. It's become mm-hmm. an above average pitch. And um, that's that's one of the reasons I think you're seeing the results. Plus, you know, those guys all share something in common. When I say those guys, that that rotation, obviously, when it comes to a, a fiery competitiveness, we always point to Freeland because he's the most demonstrative of the um, right. guys in, in exhibiting that competitiveness. But every bit is competitive and fiery inside are – Herman and and Antonio, and I'm telling you, he wants to be great. He wants to this. He was not comfortable going. Well, you know what? I'm making a really good major league living, and I'm the fourth or fifth starter in the Rockies rotation. He wants to be really good, and and you're see you've seen him take a significant step forward. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things we've talked about a lot on this show about this final month really being a great test. For a lot of these guys, we know you know the, the schedule got a little soft there for a minute, but they're all major league teams. You gotta you gotta play who's on them. But really, going on the road, especially this trip against some teams that are really fighting for it, that aren't giving you anything to prove that you've made these strides on the road, that you guys have grown up a little bit, and you're seeing it with Diaz contributing and Sensatella and all these things. Another guy who I think's flown under the radar a little bit. And get your thoughts on lots of guys too, but I wanted to throw in the name. Lucas Gilbreth, who had another quietly very solid inning last night. And as I, you know, always, every morning I get up and I check the updated ERA plus leaderboards for the Rockies. I want to know who's handling the situation. How many relievers do they have over league average? Did it dip down to just two there for a minute with Stebez and Chassin with Bard having his struggles? Well, Lucas Gilbreth has jumped himself into being the third guy now he's having a really quality season out of the bullpen. Yeah, true. I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. And you're always on the pitchers. Um, and and when I say on, I mean in in terms of you know really getting digging deep into what they're doing and in, in their stats. And I, and I know that about you. And um, Lucas Gilbreth is a great story that we like because he's a Colorado kid, right? Yeah. Um, Lucas Gilbreth is going to be a really good piece. I mean, it's now. Um, 13 innings without allowing a run. I want to say, I'm trying to remember from last night, I want to say it's now 18 of his last 20, something like that, without giving up a run. And here's here's the other difference from years past. You have to face three, right? Three, yeah. three batter minimum. So it's not just, well, oh, he's getting lefties out. He's obviously getting righties out um, as well. You're seeing more giddy up on the fastball. Um, you're seeing a guy, I said this on the air last night, a guy throwing with, with better tempo because he believes. He goes, you know, I can get this guy out. Give me the baseball. Let's go. I'm back on the rubber. Um, really one of the more um, under-the-radar exciting developments with the Rockies as you start to look forward and go, okay, who's going to be part of the solution? I, I think pretty clearly um, it looks like Lucas Gilbreth can be part of the solution 
um, to, you know, to fixing that bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. And a lot of this final month is going to be about continuing to test those guys and, and see who comes through. Carlos Estevez, big test uh, came through, you know, those kinds of things. So, hey, hey guys, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Drew, I didn't mean to interrupt, but but I know, you know who else, you know, and this guy's taking his lumps, but is in a really good stretch the last month is Tyler Kinley. Yeah. Tyler Kinley's yeah. throwing the ball really well. He got out of a, a big jam the other day. Uh, was that in the Giants series? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking back for you, I, I agree with you. It was uh, bases loaded, nobody out or one out. Yeah, um, it was John. He inherited, uh, you know, a tough situation when John uh, John Gray ran into problems, and he came in and he struck out Yastrzemski and Duggar back to back. As Sally had a hit, and then he got. Uh, Darren Ruff pinch hitting end up striking out the side with a ton of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, these are the kinds of things you really want to see out of these guys in the future as they kind of try to cement whatever, you know, they're, they're trying, they're fighting for their jobs for, for next year, for, for whatever their role or say, Hey, this is what I can do. I can be as, as good. He put it. And as we'd like to all year, a part of the solution, by the way, if you're out there looking to cement yourself with some work, you're looking for a job out there, you should get over to our friends at the Ball Corporation. You know Ball. You've probably had aluminum cans or mason jars made by them, whether you knew it or not. You know them for getting the naming rights over there at the arena where the Avs and the uh, Nuggets play. But you may not know that they're absolutely fantastic in terms of taking care of the environment with a 100% index uh, score on the Corporate Equality Index, the human rights campaign. That means they also take care of all the people that work for them and, uh, you know, equal opportunities for advancement, to get hired, to get paid fairly, to get paid better, all of that fantastic stuff. Plus, Golden is just a beautiful place to work down at their aluminum can plant, whether you care about taking care of the environment or uh, just being treated well or just having a great place to work. It's all good down at Ball. So text GOLDEN to 77222. You'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com. And search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77222. And finally, don't forget to get in your order at Hassle Cattle Company. I just put in one last night. It's so damn good. The Wagyu beef that you can also, by the way, try down at the DNVR bar. You can go and order a burger down there. But you can also, if you don't need to try it, if you've already had it before, and I'm just reminding you, get hooked up with this delicious stuff. Use promo code DNVR10. To get 10% off your entire purchase. Plus, if you order over 200 bucks, they will hook you up with free shipping. And don't forget that they've also still got a giveaway going on where they're giving away a $200 gift card and a cooler to one lucky winner. So head over to the DNVR Sports Twitter page, click on the link in the pinned tweet there. It's free to enter, to win some money, some beef, all kinds of fantastic stuff. You know I love them. It's H A S E L cattlecompany.com. And don't forget to use promo code DNVR10. All right, Goody. Know you had a, a favorite person of both of ours from Colorado Rockies community, uh, recent and long past, and of course his former manager Walt Weiss and and shortstop uh, Walt Weiss, uh, an all timer man. And it's always great to hear anyone catching up with him. But I know you guys go back a, a long ways too. So uh, just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, just tell us what it's like to get back and, and chat with him again periodically throughout the years. Yeah, I mean, I love Walt. Um, Walt, uh, he, you know, we've always had, I think, kinship. We played against each other a little bit in high school. Um, he was from Rockland County. I was from yeah. Westchester County and played in a couple of events against each other. And um, he, so he's a New York guy. And uh, I always say this, Walt has a unique ability to be the um, – uh, the nicest guy in a room and the, and the toughest guy in, in a room. Uh, he is a really, really bright guy and um, not just about baseball things. And so I always enjoy when we, when we chat and he was on this week on the podcast and we had an occasion to talk about a number of things. First of all, the Braves, as you guys talked about, Drew, uh, last week, uh, you know, the Braves are a fun team to, to kind of dissect. They have so many stars, even with Acuna Hurt, you know, Ozzy Albee's great personality, great talent. Freddie Freeman speaks for himself. Um, 
And so we, we talked about the Braves. We talked about where the game's going, you know, power versus getting the ball in play and you know, the trends. And, and, you know, he always has an interesting take. And naturally, we talked about his old friend, a, a guy that he played with, um, in, in Larry Walker and where he falls. And I, um, and I think what some of the things he said are, are fascinating, where he falls among the guys he played with and against. And remember, Walt played a long time. And he played yeah. on some really good teams with yeah. some some all-time players, not just good players in their respective era, the Consecos and the Ricky Hendersons and the Chipper Jones and, you know, the great pitching triumvirate uh, down in Atlanta of Smokes, yeah. Glavin, and, uh, and Maddox. So uh, he, he had some, you know, I thought really interesting takes and, and different types of takes on a number of topics that uh, we get into. And we also talked, we also did a little football this week. Uh, with, you know, you know, I love football too. So we, yeah. we talked about that for all your CSU alum. Um, you know, I had, uh, I got on my soapbox a little bit about yeah. what's going on. <laughs> Love it. Love it. It is the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was telling you about this a little bit before we came on, but yeah, Walt Weiss was the manager when I first really started getting to regularly cover Rockies games. And, you, you know, you have to figure out um, that whole dynamic. And, and it's always interesting, you know, trying to cover games and the manager is one of the people that as a member of the press, you interact with the most Um you know, and and I always thought that that he was great. Like as as great as Bud Black is, and as maybe even easier as it probably would have been, um, there were certain ways in which you know getting to know Walt Weiss and and um, talking to him off the record and and him kind of challenging me about some of the questions I asked, but in a very fair way, like you said. And and he was never like he was never intimidating or or anything like that. But I remember having a couple of very candid conversations with him. And I was surprised by how candid and, and earnest he was being with, he didn't treat me differently than anybody else. He didn't treat me like I was the new guy. Like I was a kid. He, he just like I had asked a question with anybody else and he was totally fine to treat me that way. And even, I remember one time kind of asking him about why he had done something in the bullpen and, and he gave, you know, the public answer. And then he just sort of pulled me aside after a minute and he said, Look here, this guy wasn't available. That guy really not feeling well right now. And have you seen how these two guys have been pitching lately? You know, and he just kind of gave me the real. It's like so. So those are my options, just so you know. And and I really appreciated that about him. He didn't have to do that. Yeah, I, I think a man. And, um, that, first of all, that's Walt. Walt Walt's going to treat everybody um, with with great respect because that is that's truly who he is. Um, and then as he pulled you aside, that's one of the things that, that you get, Drew, doing what, what we all do. But a lot of fans at home, don't they're like, well, why didn't they bring in so-and-so? They don't, they're not going to tell you um, – they, they may tell you know, broadcasters privately that, hey, so-and-so's down and so-and-so's down, and I won't say it. Um, then when it happens and they're not going to get – you know, somebody you think, boy, why isn't so-and-so in the game? This is normally where he'd be. And then you can reveal, well, actually, they're giving him an extra day, a little bit sore, whatever the reason. But you're not going to announce that at 5 o'clock to everybody. And then the other dugout knows, hey, we don't have to worry about, you know, so-and-so because he's not available. Um, and a lot of times managers um, get beaten up, uh, you know, especially now on social media. They're like, well, why didn't he bring in so Well, you guess what? He wasn't going to tell you, but as he told you privately, that guy wasn't available and that guy wasn't available last night. That's why I brought in so-and-so who I know has been struggling and we put our fingers together and hope that, you know, he bounced back. Yeah. Yeah. And, the you know, so it, it really was. A, <laughs> they say you always remember your first, but that's a lot of it has to do with, you know, he helped me become much better at, at my job by being that way, you know, not that that was his goal or whatever, but that was the end result for me in, in our interactions with each because other. He, because he treats people with great respect. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah. And, and Buddy's the same way. Right, right. And and so, yeah, we, I, I've been very lucky that those are the two guys that I, I've, you know, sort of covered the team under. And you, you missed you missed Tracy, right? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Tracy, let me tell you what, Drew. You would have been rolling in the aisle listening to Trace on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, he was, I mean, great. 
I'm gonna get. I, I keep. I got to get him on again. Uh, I haven't talked to Trace in a, in a little more than a year, but um, he is he is so funny. One of the great storytellers, um, and, and for me, kind of one of the great characters in baseball, at least uh, you know in my time. But uh, yeah, the Rockies have had some. You know, listen, Clint Hurdle. Clint Hurdle could tell a story too. So Clint Hurdle's the one guy I did get. I got to cover him just for one weekend when the Pirates were in town. I, I did a little stringer work and and just covered the Pirates for that weekend and was was in their clubhouse and he's he was great. Yeah, I got and I, I've probably told this story on this show before, but I got to tell him the story of uh, the time in 07 when he kind of called out the media for not knowing his team. It was like one of the first questions and right before the NLDS when they had won game 163 and somebody said, what, now tell us something about some of these guys. We don't know much about them. We weren't, you know, we don't know this team. And he, did, and he was kind of expecting a fun response, I think. And Clint just said, well, shame on you then. Shame on you for not knowing our ball club better because we deserve to be here. We played hard, you know, and he did the whole thing. And I thought about that speech when I was deciding whether or not I wanted to get into this as a living, I thought about that moment of like, well, what do I have to offer that other writer? It's covered. There's a million sports writers out there in the world. And I said, no, you can be the guy in the room who knows the ball club. You can be that guy. And and that was kind of what got me into it. And, and I told Clint that because it, it, this was years later. That was in 07, right? So this would have been 17, 18. I, I tell him that story. I said, all right, good for you, man. Go get him. Yeah. Go get him. Yeah. And I, I know in Clint, um, I, I know he appreciated you telling him that. And, and one of the things that I have great respect for Clint, um, a lot of guys would feel as he did and, you know, make it more friendly for the general public. But Clint wasn't afraid to uh, scold, as you said, the media um, and say, you know what? Yeah, you know Boston well, you know New York well. You, you know the Dodgers well. Why the hell don't you know us? Well, guess what? We won a lot of ball games. We won 90-plus games. We we earned our right to be here, and because you're not as familiar with the names, that's on you. Yeah. And, I'm, and and he's somebody that would be, you know, frank about it and and somewhat in your face about it, and, and I applaud him for that. Yeah. And I, and I remember, you know, if not specifically that particular presser, Others like it where he would challenge people um, and and most guys would not because it's, you know, maybe a little bit confrontational. Um, but I, I have great respect that Clint, you know, Clint would do that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So. All right. I think that's about now. we got a, a couple more games coming up in Philly. What are you looking forward to? What's going on in the world of uh, Drew Goodman? Do you know yet who's on the show next week on a Drew Goodman podcast? For the um, you know, I, I have I have one in my hip pocket that I'm going to um, utilize and it may be this week. Um, and I may have mentioned it to you last week, Drew. And if I did, forgive me for being uh, uh, redundant, but um, for uh, Rolando Fernandez is the yeah. VP of um, uh, of Latin American operations that has been for a long time. And, and he gives people kind of a crash course on what happens in Latin America um, overall and specific to the Rockies and some insight on some young players coming, which I know is right up your alley. Um, so uh, it, well, we're going to do a conversation I can handle. I'll tell you. Yeah. Honestly. We talked about Tovar, Ezekiel Tovar, yeah. who's now in sure. Spokane. So, um, yeah, that that's coming up. Uh, if it if it's not this week, um, it'll be in the next couple. But it may very well be this week. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, we Excellent. got we'll, we'll all be tuning in. As I've said many times before, you're listening to this right now on a podcast app of some kind on your phone or on your computer, which means you've got very easy access to the Drew Goodman podcast. Just search for it. We're wrapping up this show now. We're done here. You're done listening to this podcast. You might as well go. And listen to that one. Uh, go and check up. Get all caught up. David Bodie last week. Walt Weiss this week. It's always somebody fun and interesting. Rolando for now. I can't wait for that. That's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm always getting in on all that. You know, we're always watching the games. I, oh, it's, it's always funny when I, I tell our audience here too. And don't forget to watch the game tonight. They're like, we're not. We're not going to forget to watch the game tonight, Drew. We watch all the games right along with you. But 
this road trip, you know, we Patrick and I were talking about how this could be a, a real doozy and the Rockies could have a, a real rough end of the season here, especially with some injuries and, and trying to give some guys some time. And, and sometimes that means inexperience is going to cost you some wins. So to see him kind of get the best of both worlds, to give a guy his first start, to go with this younger bullpen, Gilbreth getting big innings, sticking with Estevez, and still pulling out the win against a team in a postseason hunt, that's good stuff if you're a Rockies fan. Yeah, it was great stuff. Last night was big fun. It's why we love the game. Yeah, the Rockies aren't going to end up in the postseason. We've known that for quite some time. Uh, but that was entertaining. Uh, that, that was entertaining uh, to see Sensatella pitch well again and then the ninth inning. And, and who knows what's in, in store tonight. Um, I guess uh, I, I agree with you guys. It, you know, There's the potential for a rough ride down the stretch with some of the injuries to the Rockies and playing, for the most part, really good teams that are that – are you know, trying to trying to figure their way into the postseason and biting and scratch, scratching every night to win a ball game. So that that's going to make it tough, but it'll also make it entertaining. And uh, you know, in the long term, it, it'll help some of these guys that are playing, uh, you know, in, in somewhat pressure situations. Yeah. Plus, I get to lord it over Darren down at the DNVR bar, who's a huge Phillies fan. So <laughs> yeah. there you go. There. Always fun. Bragging rights. That's what sports is really about. That's really what it all comes down to at the end of the day. So thank you all for hanging out with us, watching this episode, watching, the, uh, listening to the Drew Goodman podcast, watching the games, all that good stuff. Follow us on social media at Drew Creesman, at Drew Goodman 42, at DNVR underscore Rockies. Don't forget about our guy at Patrick B. Lyons, of course. You got to subscribe to the DNVR.com for all the written content, the discounts, the access to the Discord channel, the free shirt. There's a bunch of other stuff that you get, but those are the main ones. So come and hang out with us. We appreciate you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. We promise you that we will continue to be Drew Goodman and a Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. 